and we are live. What's up, folks? Uh, welcome to the Sidekick Show. Uh, we are talking dread today. Uh, we have a couple special guests with us. So, as always, my co-host over here, Rob, is here, aka the nine zero five. His new social media is in the link oh. in the description if you need to follow that. Uh, I am John from Thanks. Heroes World. Um, we have Jonathan Yo joining us. Uh, you you probably just saw recently on our toy uh, Has, Hasbro reactions, and I also brought Tim back, who was also on our uh, Has Fan Fest. Uh, uh, thing he's a big uh, dread fan he actually got me my copy of dread so i figured it was appropriate to get him on this um so thank you everyone for joining us uh what do, what do we got what do we got going on again rob we're doing we're doing dread well, yeah first of all got... is anybody drinking is am i the only one tonight's uh, episode brought to you no it's not but it's uh brock street vodka <laughs> soda if you guys haven't had these vodka in a can, soda, in a can vodka brock in a can? street i'm gonna listen is a durham region area i'm gonna tell you the stuff is the stuff is, is amazing so you can actually deliver it to your house Okay. So, and you're gonna drink it over the flavored? top. You're not gonna crack that You're gonna crack like the bottom, and <laughs> no, I'm not gonna shotgun it. This is um, this is lemon lime, but they yeah, they have like tons Ooh. of different flavors. All yeah, right, there so you go. You're... There we go. Lewis says he drank last night. He's done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's done for the year. Yeah. We go to Brock Street to have them like a sponsor the channel. Oh man. Oh man. All right, cool. So let's All let's right, get it rolling because we got we got a lot to talk about. Um, so I have foregoed the new releases, and I'm going to talk about a couple things we can special order. Um, so since we're talking Dread, I'm going to talk about Dread stuff. So there is a book. So it's going to block up you guys on the bottom row. So sorry, guys. Um, eh. There We can order this Dread Urban Warfare hardcover. Um, so this is uh, a story set uh, during the movie. So it features three action-packed stories from uh, set in the world of the movie, including I think it's got a whole bunch of backstory. You can see uh, Mama or whatever. Her name is in, in the pictures and things yeah. like that. Um, and, it, and it also features a, one of the stories is a, a, a team up with uh, Judge Anderson as well. So I guess they bring her back. Uh, and is I can it also weird that order... they call it Urban Warfare? Like Carl yeah, Urban? Like Carl Urban? Yeah. They should call it Dread <laughs> Carl Urban Warfare. <laughs> That'd be great. And then I can order in the IDW series. So they, they did an ongoing series a while back. Um, and they have two hard covers out for it, so you see them on the on the wings here. And then this is just some some of the uh, artwork on the inside here. I think that's a jock cover uh, as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can order those in. Uh, it's called Judge Dread City Limits, um, and it's just stories from uh, Mega City One. Um, and it'll take you all the way up to I think it was a thirty issue run. So if you get both uh, collections, you'll have the entire run, uh, and it, and it's a lot of fun. So if anyone is interested in these, hit me up uh, in my messages or my socials or whatever, and I will do these. Uh, I'll probably do any of these for a U.S. cover. So this one here would be about 20 bucks, uh, which is the uh, Urban Warfare. And then these two uh, uh, City Limits uh, oversized books, they'd be about 30 bucks. Um, and that's all I got for that. So, uh, Rob, you want to hit him with the news? Yeah. Hey, guys, we got uh, a fair amount of things happened. Um, so first of all, I want to start off. You see behind me, I have some CGC slab books. Well, uh, Action Comics, number one, the first appearance of Superman, uh, John, last week went on auction uh, it was rated as an 8.5. No, I think it was 8.0. I have it as 8.5, but 8.0 CGC. Do you have any idea what it, it sold for? Oh, well, you already have it on the screen. Yes. <laughs> yes, John, you, 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 thanks. Uh, 3.25 million. Dude, that's huge. And you know what? So during dinner tonight, my kid said to me, I'm fairly certain you have this book downstairs. And I said, no, <laughs> I, I don't. And, and they're like, you're convinced you have it. And in like, you know, my son, you're holding you can, out on that three mil, dad. Right? He's yeah, like, yeah. you can be buying Where's me a Where's my inheritance, dad? 
Yeah, he's like, you can buy me a PC. I don't understand. I'm like, I'm not buying you a PC with a comic book. So, uh, but $3.25 million is huge. Um, a couple cool things happened, John. So Disney had a um, investors meeting last week. And apparently, I don't know if you guys heard about this. They showed off a new lightsaber. So, you know, when you go to the Disney parks right now, be it Disneyland or Disney World, you can actually build your own lightsaber. This is something that I was actually supposed to be doing last July, if not for the COVID pandemic. I was supposed to be there. We booked our time to build our own lightsaber. Well, supposedly at this investors conference last week, they showed off a new lightsaber that is as real as you're going to get. And it, it, it's retractable. It The light is retractable and, and zooms up. So there have been no... Um, uh, no pictures, no video were were released of this. But there's a I whole really question bunch how of this works. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Unless I, it's like those plastic those plastic ones that you would whip, <laughs> and it'd just be like a series of cones. I feel like that's well. Not that's really what I'm here. worried about. I'm worried about it's going to be like an automatic thing, or just going to like the hilt's going to make this long and just going to pop up. Um, but hey, listen, if anybody could 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 do it, it's the Disney Imagineers. These guys are like top of notch uh, engineers, and they'll be able to figure it out. So that supposedly. Coming out later. I got this it. Year it goes. It goes up your park. sleeve. So like, you there you go. With your arm <laughs> you have to out. walk out with a straight arm, <laughs> and then it and then it ejects out like a like a That's switchblade right. or something like that. Um, we're gonna talk some movie news uh, right now. So, John, your favorite movie franchise, GI Joe. This is I mean, you have like every copy of GI Joe, GI Joe Rebellion. That's you a stretch. VHS. <laughs> you have DVD. You have Blu-ray. I think you have the Laserdisc versions. So for you, John, as you know, Snake Eyes is coming out. Um, it was supposed to be later this year. They've actually moved it up to July 23rd, which is like the only movie in the last two years Let's that has actually forward. Moved up. Yeah, everything's been delayed. And I'm, everybody's like, oh, this is great news. But guess what, John? Guess what your Snake Eyes did? It backflipped. <laughs> what did he do? Out. <laughs> yeah, he knocked Top Gun. He knocked out Tom Cruise. He knocked Top Gun from that July 23rd date back into November. Nobody knocks out Tom Cruise. I, well, and then guess what happened? <laughs> then Tom Cruise knocked himself out, and Mission Impossible <laughs> 7 is now moved from November to May of 2022 for uh, Mission Impossible 7. So, you know, like Tom those Cruise being, dominoes. <laughs> that's right. Well, because and, and Mission Impossible 8 was supposed to be coming out in 2022. So, who knows when that's coming out now because they were filming them back to back. But Snake Eyes, I guess the better part of the story is that we got to see Snake Eyes a little bit earlier than originally uh, anticipated. Uh, speaking of movies, news broke this afternoon, John, about Lucy Liu. So my favorite Charlie's Angel is Lucy Liu. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there right now. Uh, she is my number one fan of Kill Bill. I loved her. Uh, she has signed on and joined Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Now she's going to star as Calypso, who is a sister of Hespera, who that is being played by Helen Mirren. She was announced uh, a couple weeks ago to joining um, Shazam. Uh, Fury of the Gods. So I'm not sure. This is breaking news this afternoon. So I'm not too sure if many people have heard about this. But John, you seem pretty excited when I sent this to you. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm happy to see Asian representation in any movie. Um, I don't know if uh, our special guests and you have a uh, you know a favorite Lucy Liu project. Is it in fact Charlie's Angels for you? Or Kill Bill? Well, no. See, yeah, for me, Kill Bill. But I mean, she wasn't a huge part of Kill Bill. But I mean, she was. She was an integral part of Kill Bill. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, I like uh, Tim. Do you have Charlie's, Charlie's Angels? Yeah. yeah, John. Yeah, for me, it's got to be Kill Bill. Um, I always regretted that that she was supposed to have a Kill Bill action figure by McFarland, and it never came out. And it was her in like the full white kimono with the sword, 
and I always regretted that would, for would whatever it, odd reason that never happened. Had come off. I think so. I think I remember. <laughs> I that. wouldn't be surprised if it did. It's McFarland, so it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but yeah. yeah, it never came out because it would have been her and all the crazy eighty eights. That would have been. Oh, that would have been. That would have been a yeah, cool scene. Yeah, I, I actually never quite liked it. her in a. Yeah. To all eighty nine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll come back because McFarland's doing a lot of things now. Um, but I actually quite liked her, and there was a show called Southland, which was a cop show, uh, which is one of my jams. And she was introduced as kind of a a new female rookie cop, and it was a really different character for her. So I, I actually really thought she was cool in that, and she didn't play like your typical. Uh, she actually kind of betrays her partner, so it's kind of neat. It was kind of neat to see. Uh, but yeah, well, anything she's else? Been in that, she's been in that Sherlock Holmes show like the last little while, right? Why? Uh, yeah, she's she's in some new show as well, a recent show, right? Yeah, one of those um, um, vintage like eighties style shows or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, Sherlock. So. Yeah, I don't remember the name of that. It starts with an E. I can't remember what the name of the damn show is. But um, elementary. elementary, that's it. Elementary, my dear Watson. That's right, because she plays Watson. Um, and finally, today also, not only did Lucy Boo get, um, get the, the breaking news alert, but so did Jordan Voigt-Roberts. Now, that name may sound familiar. That is the director of uh, Andre's favorite uh, monster movie, Kong Skull Island. Uh, Andre loves that movie. Uh, Jordan Voight Roberts was named as this is a Netflix property. So this was I should actually maybe I buried the lead on that one. This is Netflix. So Netflix announced that Jordan Voight Roberts will be producing and directing a live action version of Gundam. So I think that this was huge for Andre. I'm, I'm actually I sent a message to the guys in our private chat and he hasn't responded. I don't know if he's in a coma uh, with excitement. I don't know if he's drained of all bodily fluids because of the excitement i have no idea but i think this is going to be pretty huge news john uh, or uh, tim uh john what are you guys saying on this I, I for me i have no connection to it i'm like okay it sounds great but i know a lot of people are stoked for this i mean it sounds awesome i mean netflix projects have been hit and miss though right so so i'm taking it with a little bit of a grain of salt but i mean you know can you really go wrong with with gundam which has like yeah, a great the, history the, behind the, it the is there the technology is there we all saw yeah. ready player one and when that gundam uh pops up you're like holy shite right yep. so that yeah, the specific rim like like it all looked yep. good right like giant robots yeah. fighting across the city in space heard, it'll look good it's just whether there's that storytelling aspect that you know yeah we'll see i've heard i've heard i've i've heard so many things about a gundam live action film over the years it's 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 unbelievable i mean fact that netflix has got it i think that's even bigger news is the fact that that they're dipping their toes now into this um i think you know netflix i think i, I could see it definitely getting made through netflix whether it's good or not that remains to be seen i am cautiously optimistic though because i mean again it's, it's gundam it's a very meaty property i mean what you know exactly i'm not sure how they're going to introduce it i'm not sure how, like if they're going with the original series if they're thinking about one of the side pockets uh uh you know animes or whatever so it'd be interesting to see exactly how they go because again because at the end of the day gundam it's a war film right so it really depends mm -hmm. on how they're going to look at it and which which perspective they're going to go from yeah yeah yeah. if they're going to go actiony or they're going to there's a lot of political yeah. like type yeah. of things and, going on in gundam so yeah and there's a lot i mean there's a lot of information there and a lot of history there too so i i would rather see them take like an extra year or two just to get it right because otherwise you're going to piss off a lot of fans. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they have a functioning yeah. real life Gundam. Like, have you seen those pictures, Rob? Yeah. In in Japan, yeah. they have it. Like, opens up. Yeah. And, and does all the craziness. So it it like yeah. you they actually built it. So like we yeah. just got a transforming Optimus Prime 
um, released. So <laughs> Put I, those I two together, and then there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they just combine yeah. the two, make a, you know, a right. real working uh, practical effect, uh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, sorry, go on, Rob. Anything else? No, that was it. That was it. I mean, it's uh, a lot of people are pretty stoked about this, so we'll see how it turns out. Um, cautious optimism, it sounds like from the panel tonight. Yeah, well, it's 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 got big it's got big shoes to fill, um, figuratively and literally, I guess. Um, so there's a lot of history uh, with the Gundam and stuff like that. So I think it's gonna, it's yeah, it's 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 got a steep mountain, but you know they could they could go all different routes with it. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess that's it for the news. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about the podcast? Uh, we, yep. What did we do? We did a Falcon what and Winter Soldier. For those who haven't tuned in or for those who may not remember, uh, the main podcast came out with uh, Stu, Andre, John, and myself. We, we did a, a recap and a rundown of Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode four. Uh, as well, we talked about... Um, John and I discussed Superman and Lois. Uh, where are you after five episodes? Are you in? Are you out? Um, we also discussed this new, as John had alluded to earlier, this new Optimus Prime um, figure, just automatic transforming figure from Hasbro. Pulsat was announced. Um, so, so yeah, definitely. If you haven't had a chance to to watch that or listen to it, then you can find it on our YouTube channel and every other podcast service, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and you can listen to us there. Um, this is been a very weird couple of weeks where all four of us seem to all be on the same page with respect to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I'm really looking forward to watching something where some of us disagree and get back into arguments. <laughs> he craves the Rob craves the conflict. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's uh are we ready to talk dread then? We've we brought our oh, special guest. Yeah, let's on. go dread. Thank you. Thank you, everyone in the chat. I see it's going crazy, so hope we'll, we'll we'll be getting to you guys. I don't know if there's anything we want to go back and hit. I'm just doing a quick scroll here, but I think we're I think we can dive into Dread and we'll we'll kind of yeah. back back on there. So thank you again, everyone, for joining us. Um, so Judge Dread. Um, let me grab my notes here. Uh, oh boy, what, what year was this? 2012. 2012. Yes, 2012. The year, yeah. the year of 2012. Judge Dread. Budget of ten years. Uh, 30, yeah, 30, 30 to 40 mil. This this was so relatively is this considered a lower budget for these newer yes. action films? Yeah. I feel like it's more yeah. modest, right? Uh, yeah. and then the box office only pulled in about four forty one point five million. So mm -hmm. generally considered a flop, but they do have a stat. We usually don't see these stats, but they had a home home video release stat of twenty million, which is yeah. pretty impressive. So that brings it up to sixty million for this type of film. I feel like that's pretty pretty respectable and and we'll get into like uh, our thoughts on the film and things like that. Um, do we want to open with discussion on the Stallone <laughs> uh, Judge Dread first? So I don't know if uh, I don't know if anyone else did the bonus homework. Uh, I managed to set these guys up. So I Rob is, Rob has watched it. John has watched it. Tim said he's watched it a million times back in the day. Um, so I don't know <laughs> if we four yeah. times in the theater. Whoa. <laughs> wow! I loved it. Wow. Remember that comment I made a while ago that says Rob wasted time and money? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's every you week you say that. Over the gym. <laughs> so, so this this original film kind of suffered a, a similar fate. It had a like, but the, but it had a much bigger budget for that for that yeah. time. Um, and you see a lot of it on. You do see a lot of money on the screen, but I feel like it just didn't didn't pay off, and it and it was considered a, overall a flop. Um, and I and I think I talked to a couple people. Um, 
before we before we started doing this and they were like i'd rather watch demolition man i think it was maybe lewis that said that and i, I think i 100 would rather watch demolition man but upon re-watching this movie i feel like it's it's not as bad as i thought it was gonna be if you fast forward through like 40 minutes of it and dive well, into the at that point <laughs> that's a problem right there <laughs> that mean, in itself is a problem no, I'll be honest with you. The biggest problem of the '95 Judge Dredd film, starring you know Sylvester Stallone, wasn't really the plot. The problem was was that they made his character take off his helmet. That was yeah. the whole problem with that film. Everything I, I else think that was, was a, I think that's a minor line. plot. The things that he did while his helmet <laughs> was off was was part of the problem. So I, I think they could have got around. Um, I think they could have got around this whole helmet coming off, but. I mean, the scenes where he wasn't wearing a helmet. Were... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the actually, if you if you take out all the crazy stuff, the plot was actually pretty interesting, right? So I like that. Um, I, I went back and watched it. Honestly, to I realized it was I was dreading this. No pun intended. <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh, uh, but it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Um, even, even points the on Rob the board. Part, <laughs> even the Rob Snyder part wasn't as bad as I thought. Like you know that that whole everybody jokes in that meme. You know that Mister I am the law. Right, um, that whole that was speech was I, I, I did laugh like, when that happened. Yeah, and and you know, every everybody thinks it's a really bad part, and they joke about it. But I mean, the speech wasn't bad. It was kind of this like, you know, whole idea of hey, you know, Judge Dredd is like the law is never wrong, and he's like, well, look at you. What happened to you? Right, like the the law can be wrong. What's what's going on? What do you have to say about that? Right. So overall, I thought it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. It definitely has that, you know, '90s movie feel to it, which is I think. You know, and that that whole look and feel of it is no longer kind of in style, right? It's considered cheesy and everything. So yeah, I think it was it was okay. And and you yeah. know, you compare it against Demolition Man, and I think the reason Demolition Man is better is because Demolition Man didn't take itself seriously. Like, like you know, there was yeah, that yeah, comedy yeah. Maybe, in it, yeah, and it was the other extreme. Yeah, and they just kind of like that's what it is. The comedy's there. We know it's this is a silly, ridiculous concept. Let's just go with it. Whereas I felt like Dread, they they just didn't know where they were going. Was it supposed to be serious? Was it supposed to be comedy? Was it supposed to be a mess? I, 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 I think they were tougher. trying. I, I think they were trying to go too serious, and, and it kind of probably backfired on them. Uh, they, Rob, yeah, but you can't go too serious if no. you shove yeah. in Rob Snyder in there. Like, Judge, that yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense at all, right? So this, if you want to go serious, don't put him in. The, the, the I wonder if they added was, him afterwards. <laughs> no, the, the problem with the original, like the Judge Dread film back in '95, was was that they were. Because of Stallone's stardom at the time, because he was really big mm. at the time, Demolition Man. I mean, he had Cliffhanger. He had a whole bunch of different action films coming out, and he basically, you know, again, you know, it's Hollywood. They wanted to market this to everyone, just because, again, at this yeah, time, yeah, you're, you're paying know, Stallone. You no. want Stallone's face and in your movie. They well, not only that, but it was also because they were marketing uh, um, Judge Dredd as a superhero, which he's not, right? And and he basically they. They, they they were were trying to get that broad audience. They were thinking like we can't make him too violent, otherwise you know the kids are not going to be able to go see it. And they really wanted to push the toy line at the time from Mattel, mm. so that's why they went with more of like that cheesy you know like an aspect of it. Because I mean let's be let's be honest, like it, even with the new 2012 film, it's a violent world, Mega City One, right? Like it is not a yeah. pretty place to live in. And so like you know we see a glimpse of it. In, in the yeah. in the ninety five film, but it wasn't. Yeah, oh yeah, no. I mean, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I I like okay, the so we'll, films. So yeah. 
Yeah. So we'll start. Yeah. Seeing the guy who saw it four times in theaters. So we'll start to move. Rob, do you think um, best use of Rob Snyder or do you like him more in Surf Ninjas? No, Surf Ninjas. Um, here's, here's where I think the problem, and I agree with Tim, is that there was a huge outcry. It, you know, I never read the Dread comics. I wasn't like a faithful reader. I read a couple of them. But you knew you don't take off the helmet. Like, that was a thing, and that was a huge outcry. I think the problem of the 95 movie is, first of all, it's a product of its time. It holds up of, as a product of its time. The problem is, is that it tried to, it didn't know what it wanted to do. Is, as Tim said, Mega City 1 is supposed to be, it's a dystopian future. It's supposed to be the drug society, you know, people are killing each other. And yet you have a, a very bright and shiny, quote unquote, hero um, who Stallone, while yes, he was doing Demolition Man, he was also making a huge killing in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, in Oscar. <laughs> he was going in that, a bit of that comedy route. So he and the and the director, Rob Cohen, they had really clashed a lot on this movie because he wanted to make it more comic booky, more pop, more fun, more Batman 66-ish uh, in its tone. And apparently the, and the director had a whole bunch of scenes where it's a lot more violent, a lot more darker. And that's in Snyder in the original cut, Rob Snyder was, was killed at the end. And Stallone had fought and argued to have him make some joke as he's being pulled away on the gurney and some of that at the end. So I think you had two <laughs> conflicting ideas of what they want this movie to be. And this is the product that we got um, mix that with, you know, people in the UK were really pissed about him taking that helmet off and, and you were just, it was, it was a disaster. The only funny line out of that entire movie was the, the, the robot, you know, and it's like eat recycled food. It's good for the environment and okay for you. Like that to me is hilarious. I was like, I laugh at that. I remember that. I didn't go four times to the theater, but I will admit I went twice to the theater to see it in 95. <laughs> I was 21. I was like, all right, I'm still, you know, but, it you know it doesn't it doesn't hold up for me as something that I want to rewatch again. I'm glad I recently saw it. If I have a '90s throwback party, I might put it on in the background with some episodes of In Living Color. But that's that's about it. <laughs> there's there's so many. I, I think it was uh, some critics like put it as their worst movie of that year. I think uh, yeah. Roger Ebert or something like that had it on their list of like the the worst movie that year. But I guess we'll move we'll move on from that, and I think it'll come up uh, possibly in the discussion. Um, so let's dive. Let's dive into simply titled "Just Dread, No Judge, Just Dread," uh, twenty twelve, uh, starring Carl Urban, uh, Olivia Thur Thurby, Thur yeah, Thur Thurby, Thurby, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, Lena Headley. Is it Headley? Yeah, Headley, Headley, yeah. Headley, Headley, or Headley, Headley, <laughs> Okay, so let's. I, I don't know if we want to talk. I don't know if there's anyone else that you would even consider uh, part of the main cast. Um, other than maybe, I guess some of the villains last a little bit longer, so you kind of like do recognize their faces. Um, but let's let's talk about. Uh, you want to talk about Carl Urban first? Best dread ever. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk <laughs> about Carl Urban. Considering you only had two, <laughs> then yes, <laughs> doesn't matter. No, honestly, I cannot see anyone else at at this time. I can't see anyone else watching that film and just. Yeah. Like just the first scene of him, like, you know, uh, and this is no spoilers. It's just, he basically, he is, um, in the beginning, the introduction of the character and of this universe, you know, the 2000. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So, so before we get into it, I guess we should stay spoiler free. Um, upon the rewatch now we've watched this 10, a decade later. Um, right. Decade. Wow. Damn. Yeah. All right. We're old. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, would you guys recommend it? Rob, I'll let you go first. Do you recommend someone watch oh, it now that's never yeah. seen it? Yes. Yes. Oh hell yeah! For sure. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. So Tim, oh, yeah. Tim, Rob in agreement. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all yeah, in agreement. Sure. Do you recommend they try and watch the 3D version? Yes. Um, if, no. if, if possible, no, no, not mm-hmm. unless you've got a, if unless you're going back in the movie theater and you can, we get to see it in 3D again. Otherwise, I don't, I don't know when it comes to home theaters. I don't know how good it would be. I don't think you're going to oh, get no, the same great. experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Okay, it's so, amazing. I, so I have a 3D. Uh, okay. I know Fraser's probably going to jump in here. He made so this is the when I got like this is the one of the movies I picked up when I first got my 3D um, plasma and the glasses and the player and Blu-ray. And I would my I would bring people over to, and they're like, hey, you want to like you know watch a movie? Whatever. I'm like, sure. Let me put Dread on for you guys. And we throw the glasses on, and they would be blown away because this movie was made for 3D. Like it wasn't a post conversion yeah, movie. Was shot it was shot with 3D cameras in right? 3D. Yeah. So you could tell that level. So yeah, watching this movie, first of all, not only is it an action packed movie, it's amazing. But if you're like if you're trying to flex and show your friends, am I using that term correctly? Flex. If you're flexing and showing yeah, your you friends your 3D <laughs> system. This is the movie you want to you you you're throwing on. You're not throwing on Avatar. You're okay. throwing on Dread. Okay. Right. Quick question. What? So what are your choices? Avatar maybe and Dread, and then what? The Resident Evil gravity. movies? Like I don't. know. Oh, gravity. Gravity. Ooh, gravity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so those are those, are, those are Rob's three 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 D uh, movie recommendations. Um, did you did you guys see this in the in the theater in three D originally? I, like, I def I definitely missed out on it. I don't think I, I think I missed it in theaters. I don't. Yeah 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 yeah. I don't yeah. remember. So me, so me and John both missed it in uh, three times. It, it it came and went quickly, like John on yeah. prom night. It was you, it was <laughs> in a flash. It was gone. <laughs> Rob's book coming out soon, titled <laughs> "On Things on Prom Night," and it'll just be every page will be all of Rob's jokes. <laughs> it'll be it'll be in the dad joke section of your. <laughs> After so, this, <laughs> so I was don't looking worry to, about you won't miss out. <laughs> I, I was I was so looking forward to seeing this in the movie theater, and I didn't miss it. Went day one, you know. Yeah. I went like the night before, and it was just an it was an awesome film. I loved every second of it. I love Carl Urban. I loved how he portrayed Dread. I I, I mean, okay. So back back to Carl Urban. So yes, we all recommend it. We're going spoilers now, folks. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Continue with your Carl Urban. Oh, love. all right. So for me, the thing I loved about <laughs> this, the whole thing with with with, with Carl Urban was like you you start feeling like like how like menacing dread is is you know beginning for part of the film is is he's suiting up you never see his face right and i just love that part you know and then they introduced you know they they talked about mega city one and then you get kind of introduced to not only to the city but you also get you very quickly introduced to the main antagonist which is the drug you know part of the mama clan and I mean, like, again, it was just like that. It was a perfect scene, you know, particularly in 3D of they got sparkles sort of happening and they have this slow motion happening and it was done so beautifully. And then just then it's just dread. And then it's just dread being, you know, Carl Urban just being Judge Dread chasing down crooks. And, I've, and it was just a great beginning scene, you know. And then uh, I was mentioning to the guys just as, just as we were getting on is then then they moved to the next scene of of uh, dread, uh, the chief justice and dread um and uh we get introduced to the new to the new to the female character of the story which is uh, okay yeah wait wait we're gonna we're gonna get to anderson we're gonna get to all anderson. right all right i'll slow down i'll slow down I'll, I'll, let, I'll let john john you want to jump in and say anything about carl urban here um i mean honestly you know you know good, good on him i don't know if there'd be many other actors who would take this part and go you know what all we're gonna see is your chin right, right. in this <laughs> in this kind of like you know, not not a big movie role, right? Like this wasn't supposed to be like this big summer blockbuster. So, so the fact that he took it and and was willing to do that was was good on him. And and you know, he's he's a big, um, I guess, 
you know, actor, he loves playing these parts, right? He, he, he always takes, you know, he's a big comic book guy. He's a big nerd guy. He, you know, he's been on, if you think of all the big properties, he's kind of been in them, right? You know, Lord of the Rings, Star Trek, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, but good on him for taking that. And I think he played it, you know, perfectly with, you know, just enough gravitas and, and kind of like yeah. mean streak in the background where you're like, this guy is, is, is kind of, you know, he's, he's not exactly perfect there's something off about it yeah, he's, not, really he's, sure not, he's, what he's, it is. he's not right yeah he put a lot of work into that voice it's very very distinctive uh rob do you have anything you have any thoughts on carl urban yeah or no, you, I, was what, agree I want him replaced with keith urban Keith Urban, <laughs> yeah, uh, or even Keith Sweat, even Keith Sweat. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I definitely want Keith Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> He's got me all twisted, John. Um, no, I um, listen. I he was doing, as Jonathan said, he he is a fan of this property. He he didn't want to do a disservice to it. He did a dread version of like Dirty Harry, right? I mean. The no emotion, no no nonsense, not going to take any shit. I, I, I have a job to do, and that's it, and there's no deviation from it. Um, but it wasn't campy. He didn't play it up. He didn't go over the top. That's that's the worst thing I think you could do with a character like this is that you could go over the top, and he yeah. didn't. He was very well-reserved, and he let the material speak for itself. So uh, a huge fan of, of his portrayal. And I wish I wish we had a sequel. This is a movie that should have yeah. had... We should be in a. The, we should be talking about the Dread trilogy at this point. Why we're not is is been unbeknownst to me. Yeah, 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 and we'll and we'll get. I I actually really liked his role. I like the the costume design. We'll get a little bit more into the costume later, and, <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit more about um what he put into the role. Like he he was the one riding those bikes. Uh, I think he insisted that he is actually riding the bikes and a lot of the training and stuff like that. So we're gonna we're gonna cover that. Yeah, Rob will Rob will cover that in uh when we get to our favorite scene. So we'll we'll talk. We got two more cast main cast members. We'll talk about. Um, so I, I guess I'll let Tim go first because he already had it on deck. Um, Anderson, um, perfect. Do you do you like 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 this this girl? We we I don't know what happened to her. We don't really see much of her after this movie. I feel like or or, or whatever. But I, I I thought her job was pretty good on it. But oh no, she yeah, did go an ahead, amazing Tim. job. She did an amazing job as Judge Anderson at the introduction of her of her whole progression through the film uh, of her kind of like first day on the job kind of aspect. She did an amazing job. The way they introduced her, how, having the, um, I, I guess, as, as, if anyone doesn't know the character all that well, is um, in Mega City we have, you know, nuclear holocaust occurs, and and essentially there are mutants, and so she is a mutant, right? And she has abilities, and but the thing is, is they really downplayed those abilities to make them feel more real world, which was just great, and she did an amazing job throughout the whole film. She, you know. She looked like uh, a deer caught in the you know headlights at the beginning of the film, and at the end of the film, she was a total badass. She did a tremendous job. She felt great in this film. Like honestly, I'd love to have seen a, yeah. a sequel, and she would have done a great job. I, her and, and Carl yeah. were, were the were great in this film. They did a great. Yeah, they they, they, they had really good, well. they had good chemistry, and I think she. Oh, yeah. Um, I think part of the story is I didn't pick it up when I was watching the movie. Is that she kind of like semi failed the test before this yeah. or like the, the yeah. Second yeah, she, she, yeah she flunked out yeah yeah i, I totally missed that yeah. yeah and then this was i guess her last her last chance and we all know at the end of the movie uh yeah. the judge judge red actually gives her a, a pass so that's very interesting that this uh which is an interesting cold, line cold ass dude yeah yeah well so that's you, the thing I guess right? you can the whole go, point you can of go that is, John. yeah 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 i thought she was again like tim said she she played an amazing part range range of emotions you know going from kind of like scared and unsure at the start to you know, to being fully confident, but it was interesting. She, she became almost fully confident after she realized like that 
she didn't want to be a judge or was it no that she was going to fail materials? yeah yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah fail. she lost one of the rules is you lose your weapon you fail you or whatever lost, so right? she thought yeah. she failed so maybe she cut loose after that or she it's possible yeah, yeah something like that i think but, yeah. and that was the moment and that's what tim was saying is that towards the end she becomes a badass and is is more confident and full of herself and i think of that moment was once she her sideline her her law lawgiver was was taken away from her and she knew at that point it's a conditional i'm dead like that's it i'm, I'm done as a judge and, and and so i might as well go balls to the wall and do what i want it, it that is a testament to her acting because she you can tell she had the weight of going it's like taking your driver's ed test she was kind of freaking out throughout the entire time very unsure of herself very you know um second guessing herself to to answers that she was giving dread and then once she got out of that situation um then when she was captured she didn't give a shit anymore she just went out for it right and and so yeah it was amazing to see her transition and even that point when she that there's that one seed where she like decides to let the tech go Right, and Judge Goodman, and Judge is like, you know, are what's going on? Like, are, are, are th that's not even spoilers? that's not even a fail. Oh, yeah, that's like a crime, yeah. and she's just like, well, I failed anyways. What are you going to do about it? Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm but still a judge. I can dispense justice. Do it, something it, about it, right? It was also just even before those two points. It was when she basically, when you know, she she's essentially you know the the criminal that that they arrest through the film, and then he basically he's he's gloating over her. And she, he, you know, he says, you got anything else to say? And she goes, you know, I was just going to say the same thing. Do you got anything else to say? You know, bitch. And yeah. he basically, he, you know, and that, that forces him to pull the trigger, which makes the, the her, her lawgiver yep. uh, explode. And then you the just old see explode hand trick. Yeah. Oh, it <laughs> was great, though. It was a great scene. And, and you Is know, the fact done better in this point, movie than in Blade. Uh, yeah, I think yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> How did it look in 3D, Rob? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Listen, and it, and we'll talk about that later. But I, I, I did watch it twice. I watched it again in 3D and not in 3D because I, I think, you know, the, I think it does add a different element to the movie. So it looked amazing. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I actually saw that comment, Sarah. So what I, but it, I didn't say she put her balls to the wall, did I? She was kicking ass, and everybody else's balls were flung up against the wall. So <laughs> thanks for your comment. <laughs> but I also think, like, let's not get when, into the meaning of that phrase. I don't understand it fully. <laughs> I just like, I mean, again, for me was, I just like the fact that even the point when she kills that one guy in the middle of the film, when they're trying to get to the, uh, to the, uh, um, hospital area in, in the, uh, in the block. And, yeah. you know, she basically, she's like, Oh my God, I just killed someone. So at that point you literally knew like she never killed anyone up until that yeah. point, you know, and then she was in it. Like she On was duty. in the meat grind. <laughs> and I, th I think that was great. And again, it was her, it was like her reaction to it, but it was also her reaction to how, like again, Judge Dredd at the at Carl Urban's Dread was just like he was a tank. This man is menacing. This man, he was able to he's able to kill this many people, and he just and it's just like another day for him, you know. And it was just it was just great sort of seeing Dread through her eyes in through this film, and that's what I loved about yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Originally, I was going to ask for a thirty-second summary of the movie, but it's basically like, um, it would be <laughs> Tuesday for Dread. <laughs> Just guns, another guns, Tuesday guns. For, for Dread. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's okay. So let's talk about Lena. Um, I actually feel like she was very underutilized in this film. This this villain was basically just a villain for villain's sake, but she did a good job with it. I disagree. So I, what do you, I disagree. What do you, okay, go ahead. Go I ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, so first off, she did an amazing job as being a villain. And I love it when women can do 
great villain roles. And when they're let loose, they're not having to worry about anything. And she was menacing. She was menacing in the fact that she had underlings and subordinates who would listen to her. And without a like, like throughout the film, there there are actual uh, criminals who dress like her, who want to be her because of how badass she is. You know, she literally, without blinking an eye, she said, "Just skin them, skin them, and just throw them over the edge." Right? Like she does not care. And, you know, and then, and then again, there was a scene where she basically, she grabs hold of a minigun uh, or a rail gun. I'm not sure at this t- in this future what this one but it was a minigun and she wants to kill dread. Like she wants to kill him and she thinks she has the power, but she doesn't in a sense at the end of the film, but she does an amazing job. She is like the introducer in such a great, great way. They make, you know, they show that how violent she can be. She is just as violent as any man out there. And just an amazing, amazing, amazing performance of a villain. I loved her as an antagonist in, in, in a film. Probably one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. Yeah. John, um, what, are you, what are you thinking? But I, I also like that she was super calm about it, too. Like, we talked about Judge being, you know, Judge Dredd being calm with kind of like this demeanor, mean streak underneath. She's the exact same thing. Like, there was never panic in anything. It was always just like, trap, lock them in. Let's do this. Or, you know. We're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. It was all just super calm, collective. Let's just do this. This is how we're going to take them out. Step one, step two, step three. And I thought she was she was amazing in, in, in the way she portrayed it. And it was a good kind of like mirror of like, you know, two two characters that are on, on the same kind of thought process going at it head to head. The same psyche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. same Rob, psyche. Is- yeah. Rob, is this is this a pre Game of Thrones, Lita? So, so actually, she she did uh, Game of Thrones actually debuted in April of 2011. So this was filmed uh, around uh, would have been just after she finished filming Game of Thrones season one. Now, my understanding is uh, is that she actually this is not a character that was in the comic books. I think originally, um, and my understanding is that she was actually going through a pretty bad divorce and. Uh, needed a lot of money, and I think she was pretty open about the fact that she kind of took this role because she needed to pay pay some lawyers' fees, and her her ex husband was kind of milking <laughs> her for for a lot of this money because she still didn't have that massive Game of Thrones bank account, right? She, she had, yeah, yeah, they had only yeah. Filmed yeah, I, I remember one. from the Sarah yeah. Connor Chronicles, and, and yeah, all of a sudden so, she plays this character, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> right? And um, so but I think the, the character, I don't know if the character, yeah, sorry, go ahead, <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I think the character did exist. I don't know if it's just in the script nope. or not, but it was supposed to be an obese. Uh, maybe it was the original script. She's supposed to be like a big obese lady that just wears a ton of makeup, and then I guess she came in for the audition, or they just somehow got her to play the part. But sorry, I mean, go ahead, she Rob. did. She did an amazing job. I mean, like again, she was riding that crest coming off of of that first season of Game of Thrones. But when she rec- when she filmed this movie, they hadn't it hadn't been released yet. So, uh, or had just been released, I guess. So you know, good for her. She did an amazing job, and and. Yeah, man. I mean, it's she was badass. It's you know, I was all for it. Yeah. All right. Cool. So yeah. All right. So we got we got our cast out of the way. So let's uh, let's start uh, talking about your favorite moments of the movie. Um, I don't know if you guys need a second to gather that together. Uh, anyone in the in the comments, definitely throw out uh, your favorite scenes from the movie. Uh, who who wants to go first? You want to go first, Tim? Sure, I I don't I don't yeah. mind. I, I, just, I mentioned I just, them already. <laughs> I loved them all. I loved every scene in there. I think my I think my one favorite scene out of all is going to be at the very tail end of the film when Anderson and and uh, Dread are basically now they they've met up. They've got their guns and they're now now going after Mama in her in her uh, den. 
so to speak, and basically them just going full, you know, tactical on the villains. And it was just great seeing those two work and how it was seen. It was just a great action scene. Uh, I thought that was great. I mean, I loved that even like, you know, every part of the film was film was just great. I mean, the other part for me was when the moment they go into peach trees and, you know, they see the one vagrant and basically, you know, <laughs> Dredd says, be gone or I'm going to put you in ISO cubes, right? They come back out of peach trees and they're like, all right, I warned you, you're in it now two years, you know, ISO cubes. And as they're saying that, the you know, the, the blast doors come slamming down and they just like, well, what the fuck just happened? You know, like, you oh, figure he's got a second. Yeah. You figure it's like a garage door. It's yeah. going to slowly advance. Right. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> just you're like, this guy. oh, shit. You know, and I think that was okay. a really great scene too. Okay, so that'll segue into a quick thing that I was going to do later, but let's do it now. Who do you think died the worst in this movie? So, Tim, I'll let you think for a second. Uh, John or, or Rob, do you guys have an idea of who you think got it the worst in this movie? I mean, if I was thinking about it, the guys that got slow mode and thrown out those build uh, that top roof, yeah, that right, right at the beginning, they got skinned in yeah. and thrown off, right? Yeah, that Rob, that would have to be the worst. I, I can't think you, of anybody else who died. Everybody else who died pretty fast. I mean, I don't know about getting like an exploding firecracker shot through your head. That seems pretty bad too. <laughs> oh come I on! I don't know how bad that feels. I don't know if that's fast or slow death. I have no idea. But Rob, do you uh, think they, that those guys that got skinned got it worse than I guess Mama, who got like a super duper overdose, but she wasn't skinned and then thrown off? You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot. And, I, I gotta hit that word. Um, I am going to move, pick a, a different death. I think that when Dredd is fighting that other judge on that, um, not a catwalk, but on the whatever, yeah, and yeah, they're fighting, and he's yeah, the scaffold. Thanks, and he slams his lawgiver into the other judge's throat, and you see his throat like collapse, and he's now he's he's gasping for air because his his windpipe has been completely crushed. His Adam's apple is blocking it. Like that to me, I, I mean, yes, we can talk about like the falling bodies and the skin and everything else that, but seeing that guy struggling, right? Because he knows he's dying. He knows he's dead. There's nothing you can do. You can't it, cough he, it out. He just kind of like but, crap. You can't, you can't yeah. cough it out. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? You can't like pop that hole and pop it back out again, right? It's not a balloon. So that for me, I was like, man, that was brutal. That was maybe, maybe he could have done a reverse uh, Steven Seagal and ripped his trachea out. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I in here. Tim, I don't know if you have anything that can yeah. they can top those other than I, I think it was that moment when Dredd turned the tables on the guys that, that were trying to get him in the uh, the hollow booth. You know, they basically he goes incendiary and he's on the other oh. on the other side of the balcony and he just launches this incendiary grenade over to the yeah. other side and you everyone is now caught on fire and they're screaming they're jumping you know they're falling over the ledge and you know even when they get to that point where you know when when uh a dread tosses mama off the let off the, the top roof kind of thing and then you're slowly going by you're still seeing those people still burning alive on mm -hmm. that balcony just before she dies you know i mean yes that scene where the the, the, the three <laughs> other guys three drug dealers are dead you know uh, I mean, like even going back to her when she gets thrown off the ledge, I mean, you just seen that scene and you see her when she sees the smoke and she, you can see that she thinks it's clouds, you know, she's, right. she's, she's looking like she's an angel and then she gets yeah. through the, the, the clouds and she's like, 
oh fuck i'm going to die you know and i thought yeah. that was a great scene you know i just yeah i, I feel like she was fine scenes. with it she was like this yeah. is this is a this is a fitting end <laughs> the one that will shock me the most and it still does shock me is a scene where uh, judge anderson she's get she's uh, attacking two assailants and she grabs one assailant's gun and she starts shooting him and you just start yeah. seeing his head do you this see his face and it explodes it's just an yeah. amazing scene it's just a great yeah. one <laughs> Okay, so we've talked about like uh, John. Do you have any other favorite scene? Do you have a favorite scene? Uh, that maybe I actually didn't did like the. Uh, it's not so much an action scene, but the uh, call nine one one scene. Right. That, <laughs> was with the three that was pretty cool. Like it's like, what are we going to do? And she's just like, you know, call nine one one. And then you see these judges show up, and then you know the two judges are outside waiting for this photo. <laughs> yeah, right? They're yeah. like, come on. <laughs> they're like, come on, let us in, right? And then they're just like, he makes one call, the door opens, and he's just like, you're relieved. And then they're just like, what? And then, like, the four <laughs> judges walk in. I thought that was, that was a cool twist in the movie. I like that. I thought that was a cool scene. Yeah, there's clearly, like, a, an experience differentiation between uh, judges and things like that. Oh, I just, those uh, two Rob guys Anderson. at the door? Yeah. Rookie cops, for yeah. sure. Rookie judges, yeah, yeah, for they're, sure. I just they're, they're, the, they're the lazy ones who want to get the, the donuts and stuff like <laughs> I, that. I, yeah, I just, they're just like, oh, whatever. We'll just go. I just noticed a comment right now from Sentaku Select where it says that I uh, liked how judges were all the same. Dread was most, more of a veteran, but nonetheless still a judge. That's That was not even just that. It's the fact that all the judges knew who Judge Dread was. Like, it was the Judge Dread, right? Yeah. Like, it's like everyone knows. Like, you just don't, like, if you get caught by Dread, you're done. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You there's no fair like it is you've done a crime, you're done if you get dread catches you. And if you well, pull a gun, you're that, dead. Right? It's you know it's tactically he, you know, he's he knows what he's doing and he's yeah. a hard kill, right? Those judges were like a million and mama's like a billion, and they're like, Do you know who this judge is? Like, I should be <laughs> charging you more for this, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they should they should they should up their up their price. Yeah. Rob, was there any scenes we missed that uh, that were even more glorious in 3D, maybe or something? Well, you, you know, I, I mean, listen, I, I, I want to talk about Alex Garland a little bit later in the show um, who wrote this. But I think that this movie, it, one of the amazing parts of it is the is the cinematography for it. Uh, the scene where Anderson is being issues in the interrogation room and um, and Dredd and the head judge are our chief justice, sorry, are talking and you can see the reflection of Dredd in the window. I mean, just it's beautifully shot. Um, but the one scene that always sticks out for me is right after, uh, and Tim mentioned earlier about Mama on the minigun, um, blowing the entire block away, right? And and Dredd comes yeah. back and he and he kills the, the, the scout troop that are out there trying to find him. <laughs> and he walks up with Caleb. I think it was Caleb, right? The, yeah. Her original right-hand yeah. man. Yeah. And he sits there and he just looks over and you can see that Mama's just looking across the way saying, holy shit, this guy's still alive. And he just looks and without hesitation, like just chucks him off and then spins around and walks back through the cloud of the smoke. Yes, like slow, slow walks off. <laughs> right. Like judge dread, you know, the best thing about this interpretation of how Carl urban did it is that he's not an imposing figure. He's not a huge muscular guy. He's not, you know, six foot seven and this and that he's not playing it where he's way over the top and angry and gruff. He's his reputation is what precedes him. Right. And and he's like every killer in every movie, be it Michael Myers or whatever else, he's a slow walker and he gets the job done. Right. Like so that for me, that scene was just amazing yeah. just watching it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I kind of I, Tim kind of hinted at it and you're kind of mentioning it. I feel like it's almost the just the overall package. The gravitas. Like, yeah. I, 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 I I'm actually hard pressed to pick like one favorite scene. I feel like yeah. it's just the whole 
package of, of the movie. So we'll, we'll dive in a little bit. And there's a comment here that actually takes us uh, right into that. Um, so Scott Graziano says, uh, what up, Scott? Um, he says the worst scene is when that female judge uh, is pausing to kill Anderson because she's like, hey, my whole plan is like, uh, you know, she sees me. I'm a judge. She hesitates. I shoot her. Ha ha. We win. No, it's and then though. she kind of. <laughs> she, yeah, but she kind of like they're they're right. She, she kind of like stops. And lets Anderson like use her psychic ability and then shoot her. Um, but, yeah, but that's I think that's a minor. I think no, it was a minor criticism. So do well, we have any criticism? No, I'll, no. I'll let you defend it first. No, no, no. Yeah, because go you got to remember, she's because because again, the cop they set the whole scene up beforehand. She basically says, you know, I have the I have I have the the upper hand because at that point, no one knows. You know, Mama didn't know the criminals other than the one criminal who knew. You know, and the cops didn't know. No one knew outside of the Chief Justice Dread now. And Anderson, who knew she, she was a psychic, no one else knew. Yeah. And so that drud, that that scene where you know she's got her gun, she's got it up, she's ready to shoot, and then she sees the the, the, the female judge, and then you know, and then the female judge says, "It's me." She she's not going to automatically bring her gun up right away because again, you know, Judge Anderson already has the drop on her, so she doesn't. Right. So again, yeah. that's, that's why I guess, I guess she's, weapon, she's waiting you know? for her to lower the gun. Yeah. yeah. Then, so she's waiting for like, that gun to lower, so that then she's yeah. going to then shoot her. But that's when Judge goes, you know, when her powers kick in, and she now she knows that she's that she's yeah. going to get killed. That's when she kills her. It was a perfect scene. Yeah. Perfect scene. Okay. I so, loved it. so I guess anything other than why doesn't this have a sequel? Do you guys have any any criticisms at all? I'll let just anyone jump in if they've got yeah. any. None. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, I was going to say the, the only thing for me is that I felt that the uh, Anderson's um, use of her psychic ability was, uh, you know, she's interrogating um, Kay, right? To the point where she makes him piss his pants because she screws him in his psyche and his mind. But when she was captured, she could have done the same thing. Like she could have uh, incapacitated him using her abilities, and yet she didn't. So I thought that that was a little bit. For me, I was like, well, wait a minute. You have this superpower, essentially. Just use it. But whatever it is, it's not <laughs> it. So, yeah. yeah so, muddy um, psychic abilities. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead, John. Uh, for me, anything? like, this is super nitpicking, but, like, that first chase scene, like, you know, he's he's yeah. he's chasing down the guys, and, and, you know, they're doing all this stuff, and, you know, they run over a guy, and then he's pretty much, he goes to say, he's yeah. like, Central, I'm going to take them down. And I was like, you were taking them, them down anyways. Like, what were you going to do? Just, like, pull them over and give them a ticket? Like, they were screwed no matter what, right? So it was just kind of weird to me, but that's, like, super nitpicky. I think it was lethal force. I think that was the difference was because at that point – they were yeah. just, they were just, they were eluding him. They were leaving. They were trying to get away from the scene. So again, different crime, right? I mean, no, like, no, but, but even the guys and then killing, right? No, I mean, but even was... the guys in like the van, they were like, like the, there's a judge on us. We're screwed. Like, like we're dead anyway. So, so clearly these guys were not like first time criminals. They've done a bunch of other stuff. So they knew as soon as they were getting caught, whether they were dying on the spot or like, they were going to find out who these guys were. These guys were going to have tons of records and they were dead anyways. I'm pretty sure mm. like that was it. It wasn't, they were done anyway. So it was just kind of weird to me, but you know, that, that's, yeah. that's super nitpicky. There's, there's really nothing else I can think of. That was, that was super annoying to me yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So over, over, overall a great package and well, well put together. Um, so I just had a, a Rob, did you, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about the person who wrote, wrote the movie? So. Yeah. So Alex Garland is, uh, is, is, uh, was credited as the writer of this. He was actually working on this script from almost 2007, 2008, uh, maybe sorry, 2006. He was helping develop how they were using, going to use the slow-mo with the drug and, and everything else like that. Now, Alex Garland's first directorial movie was, um, Ex Machina. 
But apparently there was a lot of issues on set with the this credited director. Um, I can't remember the name. Oh, Pete Travis. Uh, so much so that apparently Garland is the one that kind of stepped in and was doing a lot of the directing for this movie. So if you're a fan of Ex Machina or Annihilation, uh, which you should be, by the way, also with uh, Dom Hall Gleason, who was the uh, the cyber kid, um, the ginger cyber kid. Um, he also did know, the this... 28 Weeks Later, too. That's, That's right. He wrote he wrote, yeah. tw uh, 28 Days Later, I think he wrote, right? The first one? Uh, I think he did both, actually. It says 28 Days and 28 yeah, Weeks. Yeah, probably. And Sunshine. Like he Uncredited. wrote Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, so, so as a writer, he's written some amazing things as a director. So if you're like a cinephile and you're thinking, I love Alex Garland stuff, and his first movie is Ex Machina as a director, actually... You, there is an asterisk on that. You would probably be uh, well served to think that this would be his directorial debut because he, 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 and you can just kind of tell it seems to has a lot of his DNA in this, uh, in this picture, just like yeah. John's prom night. <laughs> Again, another chapter in Rob's book. <laughs> in the dad joke section. No, the, the, the John joke <laughs> section. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I've been, I've I've came up with a couple new uh, kind of just categories to to add to our movie reviews. I don't know if they're going to stick around or not. So let's do. Uh, so our first one is since we always talk about it, uh, John Wick, um, probably the pinnacle of 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 modern action movies in in the style that they created with the with the super realistic. Or I, don't, I don't know if I would call it realistic, but the super intricate gunplay and and things like that. How does this movie from 2012 um, measure up? up to that stick and and i feel like they were actually on the road to get there because carl urban and uh and even the in the, the female judge the judge anderson character they all did training in weapons um and combat um the the gun they used the lawgiver is basically a heavily modified uh clock and and um and just just things like that so like tim do you feel like they were quite there they're not i don't think they quite it's got to the level that john wick it's two yeah. different types of action films. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, as much as John Wick is, is, you know, is all about like the movement, the ballet of guns and, and violence, right? This is more of like Judge Dredd and even with, with Judge Anderson, it's more like they're sledgehammers, you know, it, it's meant they're tactical, they're cops. They're going to train and show and everything like cops. You're not going to yeah, They're not going to be fancy about it. They're just going to no, shoot you. They're going to shoot you. Yeah. That's all it is. There's no dancing around. Like, you know, if there's any kind of dancing, there'd be like that dancing, that, that scene in Judge Dredd where it's Dredd fighting the other the other uh, uh, a combatant where they have the same kind of tactical experience, you know. And even yeah. then with Dredd, you know, there was that, there's the scene where, where when Dredd basically knows he's cornered and he has to fight these guys and he has to do whatever he takes to, to survive. But even then, you could see that he's trying to find a tactical advantage over his opponents. And he hides behind like a, a solid steel cabinet because he knows that's going to give him the best protection in this open room full of like where all these drugs are being made. And so I think that's a lot different. Whereas, you know, you know, if this was John Wick kind of thing is he would kind of jump over the table and shoot or ballet or whatever around it, you know, and I'm not. Let's say jujitsu more. Jujitsu and you know, and, 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 but it, and it's, it's, yeah, it's gun, yeah. it's gun food. It's gun food. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's like you're not. Yeah. Like, Dread is not like that. Dread Dread is a hammer. You know, he is a complete yeah. 100 a sledgehammer, and that is how how he was portrayed in the film. And you know, mm -hmm. as for action, same level. That's you know, for me, that yeah. that's what it boils down to. It is same level, just different yeah. style. Yeah, different style. What about what about you, John? Would you would you? I actually classify don't it. Think I would have I would have considered it on the same level as John Wick. Mm -hmm. John Wick, they're, they're two different movies. Like John Wick yeah. is a 
you know, is a hundred meter dash, right? It's it's like, you know, there there's scenes in between, but it's one action scene, one action scene, jump to another, jump to another. This one felt like there was more of a suspense in between. There was there were some Ooh. slow points where you're just like, you know, kind of this tense, like what's gonna happen, and then the action scene would happen, right? And then, you know, you had these kind of buildups and then something happens again, right? There, there's a little bit of the yeah. suspense of what's gonna happen. Whereas I felt John Wick was like, you know, just this dash of one action. One action, one action. So there was way more action in, in John Wick compared to this one. Yeah. Um, you know, not that that's a negative or anything. That's just, I think, the yeah. way it was just in terms of the different styles of film. Yeah, yeah. So so we've done this trip back in time to 80s style action. So, Rob, do you think this is more of like a tribute to that, to like what those movies could have become if they just kind of carried on their 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 path? <laughs> Uh, first of all, let me just say that my next drink is sponsored by White Claw um, Vodka Seltzer. <laughs> it's uh, mango flavor, and I hope everybody has a good night. Um, everybody, everybody hit Rob up. We ship, ship, them, ship them cases. <laughs> um, that's very mango-y. Um, okay, so I think I online I had said that it, it, it falls into the same kind of um, – I made a comparison to John Wick, and I – not that they are like for like. It's not an apple. This is not an apples to apples comparison. We've got John Wick because it's a very different movie. Tim said it. Jonathan said it. Even Gordon has has mentioned it in the in the comments and everybody else. And Frazier with Gun Fu. It's a it's a martial arts action movie. Is what John Wick is a revenge movie. Yeah, every trope you want to throw out. It's a great movie. But I think that this movie is in the same league as John Wick in terms of you have ninety minutes. Uh, or even a hundred minutes uh, at home, and there's nobody around to bother you. You are well served by throwing this movie in if you want to watch a good action movie, just as you are throwing in John Wick. And I think that yeah. that was what my my initial uh, reasoning for trying to make the comparison for is that you know they're on the same level in terms of the enjoyment that you are going to get out of it. Two different movies altogether are still in the same action genre idea. Two different movies, but. It is so rewarding. This movie is just, for me, it's as rewarding as watching John Wick. I love watching John Wick. I'm happy yeah. there's three of them. And that's why I said I wish there was three of these. Because it felt like they could, they almost, yeah, they I have. Like they, they could have evolved. Yes, they, they share. They're on different ends of the boat, but they're still on the same boat of enjoyment. And that's all that matters, John. Um, yeah. In terms of, is, is this a movie that harkens back to more of an 80s action? I think it's a... You know, obviously, there's a lot of special effects, and let's not call it slow motion anymore. Let's call it the Zack Snyder rule. Um, so there's a lot of <laughs> Zack Snydering happening in this movie. Uh, it looks amazing, but they use a lot of practical effects for their mm -hmm. action scenes, and that's what I love about it. Even the splayed yeah. bodies, and 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 Tim mentioned about Anson taking that that gun and blowing that guy's face apart. That is a very '80s you know, uh, seeing, you know, seeing like the, the, the flesh flying around. I mean, when he breaks into the first building and you can, I mean, they're using air guns to make the flesh ripple, but that's, they use practical effects as opposed to VFX. Right. So mm. yeah, I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, this movie, at the end of the day, the movie delivers and there is, yeah. you know, we are lucky that we have this movie that we can watch as often as we want. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so th this, this one, this, this was definitely a hark back more. I think to seventies, like that gritty film noir, dark yeah. kind of very, very hero kind of aspect. Uh, more so than I, I'll even say early eighties. More, you know, more than that than than, than like late to middle eighty, uh, late uh, sorry, middle to late eighties. This is from like the early eighties kind of stuff, which I think is great. So. Yeah, yeah. So th that that'll lead into my next quick question was, um, since all these movies kind of look and want to be this formula, 
is this movie uh, Fast and Furious able? <laughs> like, can what can does you, that mean? Can, can you can you like uh, spin it off into like freaking eight different movies and have side characters uh, go go away and come back and and you can stitch together characters from other movies? So I don't so, I don't know if if you I'll think take this, this one could be, Yeah, yeah, go. So go, go. I would say the closest. Well, actually, I would say. This technically has been done already just in reverse. If you look at the first Fast and the Furious movie, it was kind of grounded, you know, one small plot, you know, a very, very small and centralized group of people. And it ended up at some crazy, ridiculous world conspiracy thing with crazy actions that don't make any sense. Judge Dredd has done that in reverse. We got the Stallone movie first, which is crazy, ridiculous, over the top plot. And actions that don't make sense, and then we ended up at a smaller, centralized, you know, very more gr- reality grounded actions film. So I, I would say they've already done that, but just in reverse. The, uh, the 2000 and AD comics um, has a lot. Like, it's got a whole bunch of different characters. Yeah, they've got a whole library of different books that they publish, right? Like there's Strodium Dog. I mean, there's so many different uh, uh, um, things. It, it's just that. When it comes to Dread and Mega City One, like you can't really like there's there's a bunch of different characters within the universe that sort of you know either are villains or like they're the so if, like, so if they created this universe, you don't think Judge Dread could be like an Avenger and assemble with some type of team, or no, you think he's just better no, off on his no? So it's better if this movie judges. is just on its own. It's this it's the judges like like at the end yeah. of the day like there's there's no like it's judges it's it's criminals citizens and judges I and mean, that's it you know unless you go out to the wastelands. But I mean, you can't really, you know, it, the villains are where a lot of the characters come from, from in the 2000 AD universe. You know, uh, the 95 film, what made that one so great for me was how they introduced like the, you know, the Angel Gang and Mean Machine and the ABC ro- Robot Warrior. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I've, heard, I've heard of those guys. Yeah, know? like all those things were that were in the first film were great homages to the comics, you know. But again, this universe is not there's there's not like, you know, uh, a Captain America version of a judge or a Thor version of yeah, a judge. Yeah. They're all judges, you know. It doesn't matter yeah. where you are in on Earth or in the universe, you know, you have judges and that's it, you know. So but now they have a Jean Grey version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think the one thing about this movie, and I, you know, listening to Tim and thinking about the 95 and listening to what Tim's saying, this movie is very self-contained. It's attack on the block, right? It is you're it's you're in in a building and that's it and i don't know how this world and this current interpretation of dread would fare if you start introducing the comic book elements into it because Mm -hmm. i don't i I think that it it changes the scope and the feel potentially of the movie and i don't know how you how you go about doing that so um yeah yeah, well there's there's been the idea the thought of or, or hope that there's possibly a TV series that could spin out of this. Would you would you prefer that, Rob? If they had like you know either Cinemax or uh, Netflix or Amazon what? Prime, or something. Why? you're the only person I know that keeps mentioning Cinemax, and I feel like that's like well, that was like <laughs> that's like a baby bloom channel from like years ago oh, in the US. CW? <laughs> would you want to see a CW? I think, Judge I think Cinemax no. is like no. like softcore porn <laughs> stuff, man. I don't know why you keep mentioning Cinemax. Um, I can see them. If they're gonna do this, then they're gonna have to introduce something. If you're gonna, it's it's the villains, and I mean the biggest villain in 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 like Judge Dredd and everything is Judge Death, you know, and his and his judges, right? 
that's where you, if they're going to lead it anywhere is, is you have to introduce this other dimension of of judges who are all basically death incarnate and that was where i think you if they're going to lead anything into a show would be like lead into that you know but i feel like if they're going to do a show and make this into like a, a television series then it really has to be done where like you know you can have like like the main overall plot with some and some kind of like smaller plots of them sort of solving daily crimes but the overall plot is is like the angel gang or you know introducing something as like like some some big menacing part you know but it'd be difficult i mean it'd be like you know it's like miami vice on steroids i, I, I like the it. single serve i like that this is you just know? another tuesday for dread and then the next <laughs> right. movie would no, just no, be a, you know fine. wednesday like and says, like i that. think that's fine but every, you know almost every show we have now is is like the weekly procedural but there is yeah. there's always this overarching you know story for the season there's there's a big bad overall and i think you would you you might be able to get away with maybe like you know if we're talking about 10 episodes like a season of it and then at the end of that season you would have to have something drop of like a larger conspiracy going on and that would roll into your next season but i don't think you can do like the you know weekly story and 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 that's it i don't think that would fly I'd have I the disney people plus. would want more i want the disney plus this is like six episodes like it's a six episodes because yeah, because they got it. the money it'll it'll look it'll look that good but they won't yeah. they won't have as much violence as 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 this particular movie that's no why i want it as violent it has to the be cinemax it has to be as violent you can't like to me you can't i know this would be a television series if it was on netflix or amazon prime it has to be on that same level of of action and violence that they have in the film it has to be kind of put into the actual television show it would have but you could you know you could put it on hbo and do like a 10 episode mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah as a season that would work i think yeah. that would work so, right? yeah okay so so tv show we would be pretty happy if, if that happened yeah. Uh, or not uh so i think i think we we pretty much covered uh everything we want to talk to i had one last kind of silly thing i don't know if anyone had an idea for this um but my last idea was done in the style of so basically if you had some other property or some other character that you would do a movie for them in the style of dread so i don't know if you guys came up with anything i have something but if you guys came up with anything okay, well why don't you lead us off because yeah. i don't know if it's a boost speaking to me but i have no clue what you're talking about so why yeah. don't you lead us <laughs> off and explain what the hell you're trying to say okay yeah so yeah so these half-cooked <laughs> ideas i come up with in the middle of the night so hopefully they'll they'll, 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 they'll become something so so my my idea for the movie is I, I was gonna say okay so this is this is the this is the the, the selling point of this old property that I would bring back and do in the style of this Dread movie. So it reads as, it was the roughest of planets. They needed a thousand lawmen. They got one. He was enough. Brave Star. So I don't know if you guys remember Brave Star. Yeah, I remember Brave Star. The day. Yeah, so I, I had a quick picture here. Interesting. Um, it's got a very kind of gritty idea that they have one cop that's going to police this entire, like, uh, planet or sector or something like that so i thought it would be really cool if brave star made a comeback Interesting. um in 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 this because you know everything you take from the past you want to kind of modernize it so it became a very gritty dark kind of spacey show with this with this judge uh judge dread element to it so i don't know if that makes so, sense to anybody <laughs> i didn't even i didn't when you told me this question i didn't even think of it that way i i my first thought was let's break this movie down to a you know a bunch of people have to work their way up through a building. That that was my yeah. thought, right? And yeah, so, um, so, so game of death like movie, yes. <laughs> yeah, or, or the raid, which is kind of you know roughly yeah, yeah. the same idea, right? Um, so my my two ideas were one would be which was kind of done already, but like 
a Daredevil or a Spider-Man working his way up through Fisk's tower all the way to Fisk at the top. Oh yeah, no, no. That, so that, that would be something like yeah, that. That's the same thing. Right? Yeah, we would do. Yeah. You would do a Daredevil movie in the style of the Red oh, yeah. slash Dread. Right, and that would be super. That could be radar, super yeah. grim. That's fine. Yeah. Right. The other one that wouldn't be super grim at all, but the same idea would be Inspector Gadget getting all the way up to Doctor Claw. That would need twelve minutes. Just his legs would go, and that's it. He's done. Would Would you bring Matthew Broderick back? No, no, no. It'd be cartoon stuff. Oh, uh, well, I can't think of anything. I mean, okay, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, like, if you think I'll, I'll like, work like, on the only these idea ideas. that came to the only thing that came to mind just with you showing Brave Star would be the Silverhawks. Oh, that's Dungeons. I was thinking the same oh, thing. Wh- like, oh, wow, you know, if you want to go yeah. that route, you know, or like, if you want to go even, even you go like Centurions, you know, from the 80s cartoon. Oh, wow, you know, mass. Uh, How would that work though? With, with like. Would only want to, like the guy who has on the underwater stuff would just be like, I'll sit here at the bottom in the pool. See you guys later. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, like, like, I don't even know how you could do that with the Judge Dread universe. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I can't help. Okay. You, man. Anyways, I'll keep, I, I'll keep I working think, on these ideas, folks. <laughs> I think if you wake up in the middle of the night and you have another idea, just don't write it down. I don't, <laughs> I think, I, <laughs> I, or speak to a dream Brave coach. Star. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. <laughs> Anyways, we, we briefly mentioned it. Uh, Raid, another movie very similar to this one in kind of almost tone and, and style and yeah. and even just the ex- yeah. the execution of we're going to the top of this tower. Um, would, would you guys uh, <laughs> rather watch this or The Raid? Um, oh. uh, I'll... I'll I'll let uh, you. You can't watch. You can't pick both. You you pick one. I can. Are you gonna pick one? I can't. I can't. I'll pick, I, one, I pick both. one right after the other. I. I yeah. <laughs> okay. Which one do you watch first? <laughs> I would pick. I would pick Dread, and then I would once it ends, I would stop him as soon as he throws Mama off, and then I would put on Die Hard because then that movie is about him <laughs> trying to get back down the building. So <laughs> I figure. <laughs> We've just watched a movie of somebody going up, and then oh. we're going to finish it with someone coming back down. So Very for me, good. that's and then we'll put the raid on afterwards, and he's going back up a different building. <laughs> I, it's just for me. It's just there's such a great. I mean, both of them are such great properties. I mean, man, like the raid is such an amazing <laughs> film. It's an amazing action or martial arts film, and but it's just it's and you know and it has a similar tone, but at the same time, it also has like it's it's a little bit different and how per, more personable that movie is i think dread is tighter like an overall movie story i think it's tighter it Raid, is the action action I think is, the action is definitely better i think action is yeah. good for both because i mean yeah. literally there's a i remember when i sat down and watched the raid the first time and i was like oh, okay just a normal normal film and there's a moment where you know he kicks someone off the damn like floor and that guy lands back first on the on the on the uh, on the banister on like a floor below and i see the guy bend like almost 90 degrees and i jumped out of my seat going holy fuck that guy is dead because it looks like he broke his back like it was just because it was such an amazing stunt that was that was done and again like like the raid has amazing practical effects stunts you know seeing Mm -hmm. the guy just taking the guy's head and smashing it you know repeatedly against the side of the wall where he takes the one guy he jumps backwards into the guy's head into the into the door frame i mean just (laughs) amazing films you know but i mean like like, again like dread is just you know if you're saying like which one i'd watch first then i'd say dread you know but yeah yeah, I, i mean i love the raid universe as well Oh yeah. I, I want to yeah. ask though, like the people in the chat, um, I want to know if, if they enjoyed this movie. And I want to know 
it, you know, I watched it in 3D uh, because we talked, and I watched it in regular version as well. And I don't know if anybody else had an opportunity to watch it in 3D. Um, but did people enjoy watching this movie? Are you glad? Did anybody not see this movie before when it first came out or on home release or whatever? And this was your first time watching it and what your thoughts are because. Yeah, because you're watching it ten years, a decade after it's, and it it's, doesn't. It's but it, it, it's amazing that it doesn't feel like a ten year old movie. I know. No, no this could have came out this this week on Netflix or or something like that, and we would have been like, "Ooh, brand new movie!" It looks looks exactly like today's movies, except for the 3D gimmick. I feel like it was a it was a thing that was happening that no one really does anymore. Although I think <laughs> this movie would be way better to watch in 3D uh, when I was watching some of those action sequences, especially the. <laughs> The Gatling gun ripping through everything. So I definitely think watching the 3D would yeah. be definitely ideal. I, I will say that if you haven't, like I, you know, there are a few movies where you can watch both 3D and regular and be like, I wouldn't give a shit. It doesn't make a difference. Like, there's like, listen, we can go to every Marvel movie, right? Those first 10 movies all did post-conversion 3D. And it wouldn't make a difference. It didn't, it didn't add to the cinematic experience of watching it in 3D. Right, you just went to the theater. If it was in three yeah. D, you bought the extra two dollars for the glasses, and off you went. But watching this yeah. movie for me, it adds to the full completion of watching it in three D. I'm I'm very happy watching it, you know, regular version two D, if you will, or whatever. But if I if I have a choice between three D and regular, I'll put on those glasses and and sit in my basement and watch it in three D. Just that that's yeah, yeah. how I will forever watch this movie until my three D. Television I guys. agree. With, yeah, yeah. I agree with so, what Rob's so, saying. I'd say that. Yeah, yeah. So Scott, Scott said he watched it for the first time. He enjoyed it. Uh, Jesse said he watched it for the first time. What up, Jesse? Um, and he he enjoyed it. Um, uh, Lewis just says it's great in general, and he doesn't have a three D TV, so now he's got to go buy a three D TV. Uh, Fraser said Rob knows his answer, so I, I think Fraser yeah, is on the exact 3D. same exact same page. Fraser and I, I think we may yeah. have got our TVs at the exact same. We had the same setup as Sam. <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah. So Steve, uh, my buddy, uh, Sentaku Select said he bought it on Blu-ray as it came out, and he loved it. Uh, and he talks a little bit about Ghost in the Shell, which we'll, we'll leave for later. <laughs> uh, Gordon says it was awesome. Um, um, and like, so, yeah, like Lewis is saying they 3D. Have, yeah, they could have easily messed up the 3D, right? Like, you know, yeah. we had 3D who like, you know, the way overdone, like things come at your face, and they could have easily done that too, but. They didn't, and and like Rob said, it was perfectly done. Yeah, and I think that also shows. I mean, it really does show that people behind the camera really took like they they really wanted to make a good dread film, and I think that's what was really what was great about this is that you could see the love from you know from the directors to the practical effects to the special effects to the visual effects. Everyone wanted to make a a good dread film, and they wanted to sort of get rid of that you know the feeling of that ninety five Stallone dread. Like they wanted to get away from it because they knew they had to really uh, uh like like make them like i guess make it just a great action film that was so completely mm. different from that 95s film you know and i love the 95s film i mean i own it watched it loved it saw it four times saw four the times <laughs> <laughs> you know you know i, I, I mean, my understanding tim is that you also uh, on an ebay auction you purchased stallone's cod piece from that 95 <laughs> no i didn't but i actually bought a 20 foot tall movie poster of the dread film uh wait he's but okay it? but the, which which one though is it the one where it's his full you know and he's holding the gun out and you can see his face or is it the one where his face looks really thin and the helmet is 
is over uh, his face. I, it's still rolled up. I can't take it out because it's so damn big. <laughs> <laughs> so it will okay. display um, one day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right, so I, I think I, I think we're I think we're good on dread. I think we've said anything. Any last love thoughts, this movie. anybody? No, yeah, yeah. Love so it. Rob, Rob, love Rob it. was originally the one that suggested we rewatch this, so that that was a lot of fun. Um, and then next week uh, we are going to be doing what are we doing, Rob? We're hitting the like and subscribe. Yes, thank you. We're hitting the like and subscribe. <laughs> um, are, are we? Is it Mortal Kombat? Is this what we're doing? The ninety-five Mortal Kombat. I think. I think the I think the chat has spoken. <laughs> Um, Sorry, we're gonna do... I, I'm mistaken. It's Remo Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you're the that. only one that wants to watch Remo. Oh, I Remo saw Remo Williams. Williams. <laughs> okay, so you guys can get together and do Remo Williams. I'll watch a trailer and see if maybe I can even entertain this idea. Um, so I think we we are all going to be next week. We're going to be standing up, listening to Techno Beats, yelling Mortal Kombat. Um, as loud as we can. We're doing the Zemo dance. <laughs> Zemo <laughs> dance for an hour. <laughs> all right. Um, so, yeah, so it's Mortal okay. Kombat '95. Right? Is it? Is it also '95? It's. I think uh, it's. I think I had 1995. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Okay. Yeah. So that's more. Yeah. So we're not watching the second yeah. atro uh, atrocity. We're watching. We, we the, are not. Uh, we are not touching there. Annihilation. Um, <laughs> you, you, we will we will touch on a bonus, which is the Mortal Kombat Legacy series, which is available on YouTube. Uh, I've added, if you look at our YouTube page, the link for next week's show is up, and it does have the playlist from I think it's WB uh, behind the scene, or it's it's some other YouTube channel that I guess WB set up where you can watch those uh, those shorts, and they're actually all pretty good. So I think Rob, you said you never watched them before, right? Yeah, I never saw them. Um, so I'll, yeah, so I'll, Michael J. I'll White, Jerry Ryan. Uh, all, yeah. all these, all, a lot of like famous people, and 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 the uh, the money they spent on it was actually pretty good. So they all look really good. Um, so did, did you guys ever watch those, John or Tim? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. They were they were amazing. I, I enjoyed them a lot. And then they disappeared on the internet for a while. I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, um, it was under Mish up. Mishima. Yeah, it was under yeah. Mishima that that branding. And then when they took it down, now it's on. I forgot what the it's it's linked in the other video. It's it's, it's WB. Backlot or something like or something like that, but yeah. See you later, Scott, to, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Scott. I'd have to yeah. uh, rewatch yeah, them again. I'd have to rewatch them again, but yeah, I remember <laughs> watching Mortal Kombat at least three times in the theater too, because I loved it at the time. Yeah. Was there somebody at the theater that you were like you had a crush on? No. Like in 1995, was it the ticker <laughs> ticket taker? That was no, you were man. just like man. I that... just love I just love movies. I love watching. <laughs> I hear films, you, buddy. I, I'm and, the same way. And if I love a film, I'll watch it yeah. multiple times in the theater, man. I like I'll, I'll tell you how bad it is for me for Tango and Cash, Kurt Russell, you know, <laughs> I, I, oh, I, man. I've seen that film over 80 times and I could watch 80. it right now. I could watch it right times. now and it'd be still fun to watch. I love is it, it. because Terry movie. Hatcher is dancing on a pole? Is that why? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> no, I just love that film as a great buddy cop film ever. Best one made. Um, I do find it kind of funny that Sarah, uh, apparently, according to Gordon, he sold his uh, his true love out and said that she passed out um, during uh, this movie, uh, Dread. So I found that to be really interesting. Um, uh, but she's I, I very excited like to watch Mortal Sarah, Kombat. Sarah so. is busting her ass all day. And then if you turn on these movies at night, she's probably going to fall asleep during whatever movie you put on, to be honest. <laughs> so it's like you got to watch them. Wait, in the morning wait a minute. Are you coming that. to Sarah's defense? Like, what what is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, it's a Terry whoa, Hatcher, random Terry Hatcher. Gross. Whoa, what? 
Which is all right. So um, we, we're going to do Mortal Kombat next week. Um, so next week, same time, uh, same channel. So Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I, I think we're going to have to call uh, Sarah and Fraser because they've been demanding that they be on the uh, guest spot on our Mortal Kombat uh, <laughs> podcast. I'll try and come up with some more clever ideas for that one. Um, so so uh, it I'll, can't I'll be, be any worse than making board. us watch a trailer hey. for Rick and Morty season 200. Hey, that, or that, that still is probably one of our funniest videos that we've uploaded. Uh, so Rob, you've, you've got a brand new way to contact you. Um, so you want to hit them with the it's in the it's in the link in the description below. But Rob, hit them with uh, where they can find you. Yeah, now. yeah. So you can get me on Instagram at the underscore nine zero five. A new YouTube channel will be rolling out by the end of the month. So you can catch me there. And uh, John's going to be making some guest appearances as well. So. <laughs> yes, I feel like we have to set up a whole other podcast and talk about um, maybe Terry Hatcher. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, <no>. um, <laughs> uh, so, so John and Tim, I think I spoke to you guys the other day. I think we've kind of got a semi-exclusive on you guys right now. Sure. Um, unless you got some other projects you guys want to mention. Um, no? I will probably have some um, action action figure custom stuff going on. So I'll probably have an Instagram up down the line and. We'll start converting some stuff and getting some pictures up on that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Def- I'll definitely link that up. Yeah, yeah. We, you, you can see a couple pictures on my Instagram of stuff that John's working on, um, some Warhammer and McFarland figures. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, so I think I think that's it. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for making this possible. Thank and you for like subscribing. Yeah, bye bye. Hit the like bye and subscribe. Bye. Uh, yeah, so subscribe. We're, we're, we'll get to a thousand. We're road to a thousand. Yeah, yeah. We're on the road to a thousand. Too. Hit the pump up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> All right. So I think, if I think once I think we get to a thousand, I think Sarah's gonna go and and watch every movie somebody suggests. So that'd be great. That's for our family, right? <laughs> Terry Hatcher movies. Terry Hatcher movies. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, yeah. Watch out! I think she's gonna spin kick you in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> if we get to a thousand, kick. Sarah's gonna watch every episode of Desperate Housewives. So there we go. I think we're good. Oh, dude, I don't know if I would <laughs> wish that on anybody. Anyway, sorry, Desperate Housewives fans. Um, but anyways, on that note, I think we're going to start heading into after hours territory. Thank you again, guys, for doing this. Thank you to our guests. Thank no you, Rob. Um, Thanks for having me. And we will see you guys again next week. Thank you again. Bye.